Welcome to the Cart Hero Podcast. My mission for this podcast is to break down the complexity of the journey from zero to nine figures in the most simplistic form possible. I want to share what I'm learning to help you sell more products and profit more. From that, my hope is that you'll give back to the missions that are important to you. Let's get started. Welcome to the Cart Hero Podcast. My name is Trent Fikes, co-founder and CEO of Cart Hero. And I'm here with my e-commerce team. I got Macy Martin, Brownie Hill, and Hope Hill. And I'm super excited to have you guys join me on the podcast. Um, I know that you guys have been with me throughout this e-commerce journey, and I just wanted to, to bring you guys on. I know that you guys are transitioning into also helping, helping me with Cart Hero. And I wanted to get you guys in and, and help me uh, tell the story about what what Cart Hero is about and the journey of, of how we got here. So um, I've got, uh, like I said, I got Macy Brownie and Ma- so Macy does our customer support for all of our e-commerce brands and Brownie is our graphic designer and Hope is our, uh, our social media manager. And Hope's got several questions that she want, want thinks our audience would like to know about e-commerce and so she's going to kind of ask me a few questions and we're going to talk about the the story yeah so uh start with this kind of tell us like or uh, go around the room kind of tell us where each one of us like came into the e-commerce with you because it's different for each of us yeah 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 so we'll just start back at the at the very beginning so my my e-commerce journey has been um it's i've been in e-commerce now for going on 10 years and it started out as it's kind of a a side hustle. I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit about me, um, but I got out of high school and was, you know, debating on whether I was going to go to college or if I was going to go to work, but I, I knew that I would always find myself in some type of business. But the problem was, is that I, I didn't know what that was going to be, and I needed, I was, you know, wanting to, me and my uh, my wife now, but we were, we were dating and getting serious and I was needing, needing money. So I needed to get a plan, I would say a backup plan or a plan that was going to get me through to when I started a business. So I started community college and quickly realized that I didn't have to go to college to start a business. And I wasn't re- I was going to school for business, but I wasn't learning anything about actually starting and owning a business. Um, we talked about everything except for that. It, it felt like and so I quickly realized that, you know, even if I finished college, that I, I wasn't going to be in a better position to start a business, that the best way to start a business is to actually just jump in. And so what I decided to do was to leave college and I went and got, my mom worked at a, a construction company. She did the, the payroll and the billing for, um, for this uh, construction contractor. And she was like, hey, like, you can come work out here while you're trying to start your business. You can you know, you learn something new, you know, get, get hand, become handy, like a handyman and all that stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, that would be cool. It, it was good money. And it was also kind of a set schedule that was going to allow me at night to still work on and start an e-commerce business. So I went to work out there and was working on my business at, at night. But what was crazy is that when I got out there and started doing construction, I actually, I enjoyed it. I would, and I enjoyed 
kind of the season that I was I was in of of going and working the construction and then coming home and you know at the time we didn't have any kids we weren't you know me and Peyton weren't weren't married or anything so I didn't really have any obligations so I could like stay up throughout the night and work on the business and and try to figure out where where I was going to fit into the marketplace so as as this rocks on what slowly happened is the business the business started growing and it, it was almost like I, I, I couldn't even afford to, to go to go to work. Like it, I had so much that needed to be done that, um, that it was like, I can't, I, I can't, I can't keep going. And, but, I, but I did. And what, what happened was I was working, I was working night shift at this construction job and I had a, had a really bad accident. I fell through an open hole that was about 30, 30 foot. And I woke up 45 minutes later on a helicopter kind of pleading pleading for God to save my life. And after that was all said and done, I had multiple you know, crazy injuries, I ended up having multiple back surgeries, um, broken ribs, really bad concussion. My head was pretty much laid open in two pieces. And um, you know, even even on the way on the on the helicopter, the people, the the flight attendant didn't think I was I was gonna make it. So he was like, hey you would you like to call somebody? And I remember calling my dad I was like, hey, um, I've been in an accident and I had a collapsed lung and I could I couldn't breathe, and so I remember help telling him like, hey, I'm not I'm not gonna make it, and I just wanted to call and let you guys know that I love you type situation, and so um, ended up God saved me that night and kind of sent me on a different different path. He made me he well I couldn't work construction anymore, so the only thing that I had left was the business. The and at this point is still just a side hustle and not something that I I felt comfortable enough growing a family and getting married and, and all that. We were we were it was still small. I was I was just selling on Amazon and eBay and it really wasn't to the point of being a big business. And so I couldn't do do construction anymore. And I remember like over the next, you know, after the surgeries and and it finally got to the point of like, okay, what am I gonna what am I going to do? I had to start asking myself that question. And I can remember me and Peyton sitting around and just, just talking like, what, what in the world are you like going to do? I've dropped out of college. I've, um, I now can't do construction. I don't have anything else to fall back on. All I have is this business. Um, and it's not, it's not enough to support a family. We can't, we can't get married. We can't buy a house yet. None of, none of this stuff. And so I remember just going, and sitting there thinking, like, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to go back to school? That's going to put us, you know, another four to six years of getting this all figured out. And what I finally decided to do was, like, I'm just going to take the jump. I'm going to take the jump, and I'm going to go all in on the business. When I decided that we were going to go all in, we, what I did was I got a small kind of 10 by 12 storage shed put in my, my dad's backyard. And that's where we were doing all the the shipping and we had a little bit of inventory and so as orders would come in we would be out there in that super hot shed um, in the middle of the summer just you know, packaging orders up and we quick quickly you know outgrew that shed and you know we were starting to make make decent money I mean it was starting to become a um, something viable that me and Peyton could afford to live on we were, definitely weren't rich or we didn't have you know just just stacks of cash laying around but um, it was clear that we were on to something and that we were we were headed in the right direction. So once me and Peyton got a house, 
we we ended up putting a a bigger shed in our backyard. It was it was like a, a twelve by forty. It was an old school building, and that is what we used uh, again to do our shipping and inventory. So in the but it didn't have any air conditioning. You know, we had box fans up in the window, and my brothers working back there packaging the orders, and that was that was kind of the the early foundations of of getting started, and that is where we ended up actually getting our first real facility. Um, so we got a, a, a small warehouse out in Hayden, which is probably 10, 10 to 15 minutes from, from where Peyton and I was living at the time. We got that, that warehouse out in Hayden. It was an old uh, pole barn originally that we converted into our first warehouse. And that's actually where, where Macy kind of started with this. And I want to hear her, her side of, of kind of where we were at, at at that point. Yeah, so whenever I started working for Trent, it was really just, it was very small, really just family. I think there was about eight people who worked for him. We were just selling solar lights, and I was doing a little bit of their customer service, and I was also having to help out everywhere, packaging orders, shipping out catalogs to try to get people to buy, um, doing all kinds of Did random stuff. Did you just say the word catalogs? <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Um, literally being hands-on doing everything, but... Um, yeah. So, what, like, what? Where were you said we had around eight em, eight employees? Yeah, at the time? I think there was just about eight people. They were all family. Um, I got brought into the mix because Peyton and Trent both have younger brothers that I've always been friends with. So, um, yeah, there wasn't many of us at all. Awesome. Yeah, I I, I remember that time, and it it was kind of it was kind of a weird dynamic because we were just starting to be a. I would say a real company. We we had employees, whether it was it was family and or you know friends of family, and it was it was an odd dynamic because, you know I don't know if you, you know a lot of you that are listening have been in the you know might might even still be in this stage, but but running a small family business is actually one of the hardest stages, but and and when you're first really becoming a company because you're you're trying to push yourself forward, but you're also getting help from family and there's that weird like we're working for my brother type situation. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was very un, unstructured, but at the same time, it, it was, it was good because it was, it was family, it was personal and we all got along really well. And it was just, it was a fun time. But so we quickly or quickly, you know, started working towards, you know, growing in Hayden. I think that that building, that, that warehouse was around 4,000 square foot. And we were bringing in shipping containers, and we were just doing so like so much at this building. We decided we were going to um, start doing uh, customized products. We were printing and personalizing stuff. We had tons of different equipment coming in, and we like before we even really got moved into the building, it was time to look for something else. And so we moved out to another warehouse out in Adamsville, which was. Uh, probably 10 to 15 minutes the other direction from our house. And this building was around 10 to 15,000 square foot. And this is where we really, like, the biggest jump from our business took place. Because we had, back in Hayden, we had eight, probably eight employees um, doing a couple hundred orders a day. And then we got to Adamsville, and we we had enough space, and we really started ramping everything up. And we quickly went from eight, to 40 employees and in our e-commerce business we we don't do you know hardly any drop shipping or anything like that everything that we do is all in-house 
all the marketing, all the fulfillment, all the customer support. Like we, we, we handled the entire process A to Z. And, you know, this, this time period in Adamsville is when we, I quickly realized that we needed systems and things in place because we were growing to the point we had, we had upwards of around 40 employees and it became a absolute circus. Um, it, it, it was, it was insane. And me and Peyton like went around all day and I, I can't tell you anything that I was actually doing because I was just going around putting out fires. Like, Hey, my, my label printer's broken. Um, like, Hey, like our phone isn't re like our, our customer support phone isn't, isn't working. So it was, it was really the stage of, of learning like, Hey, like we've grown to the point now. It's like, um, it's not just about sales anymore. We've actually got to start putting systems in place for fulfillment and customer support and finding out what are the best tools for us to use because it's kind of been been makeshift up to this point. So at that, you know, once we got up to 40 or 50 employees, that building, again, started getting getting crowded. And me and Peyton were at this point like, OK, we're tired of we're tired of moving. We're tired of like every time we get settled, we're completely restarting like we're you know, we're spending so like months getting moved, getting set up and then growing. And then now it's time to move again. So what we decided this time was, Hey, let's make a huge jump. Like let's, let's, let's not go from, you know, 2,000 or 4,000 square foot to 10,000. Let's go from 10,000 to 60, like I think it was 63,000 square foot. And this was, um, the warehouse that, that we're still in right now, still, still operating out of, and it was in Dora. And this is about the time that, that Brownie, which is our graphic designer, she came on board. Um, we were at the point where we're like, we, Peyton had been doing some of our graphics and like, okay, we really need to upgrade each different area of our business. So that's when we brought Brownie on as our graphic designer. And I'd love to hear kind of what your perspective of was where we were at right then. <laughs> well, I had been doing, um, I'd been working from home for a long time. I'm not going to tell uh, time frame. <laughs> a long time working from home doing contract graphic design work. And it was 2020 when, you know, no one was doing any design work. And I, I realized quickly, I'm, I've got to get something steady. And so I was thrilled when, uh, when Trent reached out to me, we had a lot of mutual friends and, um, he needed, uh, you know, a skill set that I had. So that was pretty exciting. It wasn't the greatest accommodations at first, <laughs> but <laughs> I actually shared an office with Trent and Peyton because they were renovating and we were moving some things around as an older building, but we made it work. I was excited about it. Um, and then I actually asked him at the beginning, do you have enough for me to do and it this be a full-time job? <laughs> I'm sure it was highly offensive that I asked this. Yeah, I made sure she regretted that, that comment. <laughs> He's like, "Oh, I'll show you." Yeah, she she actually came on. I remember it. She she came on. It was in right before like Black Friday week. Yes, November. Uh, November of 2020. Yeah. And we were we were at the time doing a big like our big, you know, Black Friday promotions. We had something that was called Light Week, and she quickly went from coming in wanting to know if it was going to be full time work to like absolutely freaking out. And I made sure, I was, I made sure I was like, she's, she's not, she's, she doesn't know what she just said. Yeah, I know. So I'm so sorry that I offended <laughs> you. Didn't, you didn't offend me, you didn't offend me, but it, it was kind of funny. Um, so yeah, is, is there anything else kind of about that time period that, that sticks out to you? Uh, well, 
you know, when you think back, that was right before you were able to incorporate the screen printing in-house. We were outsourcing screen printing with T-shirts and things like that. And so I think probably a month after I came on board, we were cranking up screen printers and had the the dryers going and everything shifted. So it was the solar lights and then now T-shirts here in-house. Mm-hmm. And the operation, I, in my eyes, grew tremendously. And yeah. so now we were holding, you know, we were fulfilling all these orders. I'm not sure numbers as, you know, I wasn't a part of, of that part of it, yeah. but it I, it seemed like it really amped up. Yeah. And it was also kind of funny because, and I didn't know this at the time that Brownie came on board, but they had actually, her and her husband, Joey, had been in screen printing for a good while. Um, and when she came on board, they had kind of been in and out of the screen printing mm-hmm. world. And it seems like she said that they were all, somehow always ended up with a screen printer inside of their basement. And it seems like they can never get away from it. <laughs> and when I when I brought her on board, we really didn't talk a whole lot about, you know, where we were headed as far as the screen printing stuff. I can remember going in there and telling her, like, hey, we're we're buying, you know, automatic screen press and all this equipment. And and her like completely like, oh my goodness, like I just can't get away from I it. I know. <laughs> we couldn't. We tried our hand at a screen printing company for uh, we probably had it for six, seven years or so and things, you know, then we decided to walk away from it. There was just different direction came up in life, but we had always done screen printing. People were always messaging me about doing their shirt designs and stuff. And we had one in our basement. We had a manual press in our basement that we had actually sold about three weeks before I started on with eternal light. And I thought, Oh my goodness, I should have just waited a second <laughs> but but no so um I don't know I've been around it for a long long time and um which I think was helpful because I understood that part of it too I understood what what went into developing the screens and printing them and and so we all have been able to be hands-on with things I think that's where like Macy has an advantage she was part of shipping she was a part of you know customer service and the whole fulfillment process, which makes her, I feel like, the best to deal with with customers and their problems. And and I had that experience of not just the design, but also the end product and all. So I think the more things that you are knowledgeable, knowledgeable about, the better it is for your business. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it was it was a super big, super big help to have have Brownie coming from knowing that screen printing because I, I had no idea. Um, and, and actually, even still to this day, don't know, don't know how any of it, how any of it works. But um, so, yeah, once we got moved into the, the door warehouse, Brownie came on board. We really started amping up our our graphic design and, you know, our branding and really, really focusing on kind of taking that to the next level. And we rocked on for probably uh, a year or so, really grew um, you know, we had, I think at our peak, had gotten up to around 55 employees, um, put really good systems in place, things were going well. And the next piece of the puzzle that we needed to work on was our social. And I had talked to Brownie several times. I knew that Hope was, um, had been in social for, for a while doing um, social media management and content and things like that. But she had actually moved off to North Carolina at this point. 
And I had actually mentioned to Brownie, like, oh, gosh, like, me and Peyton have talked to him. Like, we'd, we'd love, like, I wish that we could get Hope. And then it was like, oh, she's just moved to North Carolina. She's take it, taking this other job. And then it came, it came back around um, again. Like, and it, actually, Brownie was like, hey, like, I think, I think Hope would actually like, you know, it might be worth having a conversation, a conversation about her coming back and being, being a part of this. So that's when we, we kind of brought, brought Hope back and got her, got her back to corner Alabama. Amen. <laughs> um, so what, what was, as you came in to kind of run the social for our e-commerce brands, what kind of where was we at then and what, what was the experience like? Well, I think because we do a lot of like T-shirts and, you know, gifts and things like that, um, we did a lot of just mock-up images and things like that. Um, not a whole lot of video stuff going on yet. Um, and I told Trent from the beginning, I was like, look, I, I'm on social media. I know how a camera works. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> because honestly, like it is a lot of learning and, you know, your, your client base changes and, you know, you've got to, you've got to roll with the punches when it comes to social media. Cause you really never know what's next. I literally like a week ago, I looked at Trent and I was like, we got to start a podcast because like, that's what people are doing. And Trent was like, all right. So here we are. Um, but I think for me, like walking into a very established, you know, e-commerce business, it was, it was cool. But from the short time I've been here, cause I'm the baby, I'm new. Um, it's already changed so much and you learn how to be not just flexible, but fluid through everything. And so it's been, it's been cool. Um, to see how, you know, just small things will grow. And um, Trent told me this one time, and I, it'll stick with me. He said, we're going to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And I feel like that is literally how I, my job has worked so far is we're just going to throw everything at the wall and see what sticks. And normally something sticks, and we just go with that for a while. But um, I, I've kind of come in. I don't know how long I've been there. It's been like six. Seven months. Seven months, months something like that. Yeah. So been fun though yeah it's it's been been real fun and we also i i joke with with hope because when she first came on i was like hey, i'm not the most like social media person that like i'm kind of private and we're, we're really gonna amp our social up and you gotta keep me from looking stupid like that, that <laughs> oh you're, you're the can make I, it make, can i tell one story yeah go ahead so uh, trent i didn't realize this but trent is like the messiest eater of all the land and I had one job okay and it's to wardrobe check Trent but anytime we do a video well there was this one morning I had not had fully had my coffee we got to get this video out it's time to go we record this like 10 minute video I edit the whole thing I send it to Trent and then I realize that he has a stain on the front of his shirt <laughs> I have to edit out a stain on the front of his shirt. It has been fun, but it's so funny. She's, it it she's, was coffee. Yeah. She's the make it make sense person. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, there was also talking about the, the eating thing. Remember when I went, went and picked up lunch from Taco Bell and came back oh, yeah. and had, I had me and Peyton like a couple of tacos and I hadn't even opened the bag yet. Like I went through the drive through pick up the tacos and then I get back and it's like, go to give Peyton her tacos. And I look down and somehow I already had tacos on my shirt, and I swear I didn't even hadn't even opened the bag. Yet. I make you do a full three sixty now. No. I say, actually, Trent, if you don't mind just wearing a black t shirt, that'd be great. So it's clearly visible. Yeah. 
Let's go. All right, cool. Well, that kind of gets us up to um, when Hope came on, and I know that she had a couple questions. Yeah. Um, so um, we kind of talked about how you got into e-commerce, and we got we got that. Um, but what's been like a highlight moment since being in e-commerce? Yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy when you when you first initially start a business. It's usually for personal gain. Um, you're looking for a way to provide for your family, looking for a way to um, take care of your needs. And what I've learned is that, you know, as it, it started like that, my, I guess my outlook on things have shifted. And the reason I say that is because I've had like some really, really successful moments throughout this, throughout this journey. But one of the most I'm going to say, use the word proud or one of the moments that actually made me feel the best about things. Because what, what, and just back up a little bit is all those times that I, I, like we had goals and it may be, you know, a certain revenue or certain like sales day goal or certain profit goal. Like every time we would hit those, it was like kind of like, uh, like, okay, cool. What's next? Like it never really gave the satisfaction that I initially thought that it would. Um, and one thing that I've I've realized over this journey is it's actually more about what can I give, and I think that every business owner makes that shift from from personal to you know more about what can I give, and so one of the the highest moments was this was I think this was last year or maybe two years ago around Christmas time, our local sheriff's department called called me they had somehow gotten my cell phone number. And they call me and they say, hey, you know, I'm officer so-and-so. I'm, I'm leading up this new program that we have that's called Shop with a Cop. And it's what we're going to do is we're going to go out. Where there's, you know, so many kids in, in the community that aren't going to get Christmas. And they also don't, you know, don't have school clothes and all this stuff. We're going to go out and carry them shopping with a cop and get them Christmas presents and all these things. And we're taking up sponsorships from business businesses. And we'd love for you to sponsor you know, a, a kid if you can. And he's like, yeah, it's like, you know, tells me how much money is, a couple hundred dollars per kid that they're going to spend. And I was like, hey, um, yeah, like, I'd love to be a part of this. How, like, how many kids, how many kids do you guys have? And he initially called me asking if I could sponsor one. And he says, I've got uh, 20, 28 or something. I think it was 28, something like that. And I told him that I would sponsor all 28 of them. And he, like, he didn't even know how to respond. To and he's like, wait, you're going to sponsor all 28? It's like, yeah, like I, I'd, I'd love to. So it was, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it was a couple thousand dollars, which can sometimes be a, a drop in the hat. But it, that was the moment that I'm honestly like one of the most proud of is getting that phone call. It's like, hey, how can, can you help us? And me taking, you know, helping them all. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that was, that was super, like a super proud moment. That's awesome. Yeah. So just like in e-commerce, you have some highlights. We all know there's also some some lower moments. So what would you what would you speak to that a little bit on maybe a low moment? Yeah. So, you know, I've went through the through the journey uh, and told the story of us going from um, kind of zero zero to nine figures now, and throughout that, I I, I talked about being at a spot to where kind of growing too fast and and. I know that we talked about going like jumping from eight to 40 employees and realizing that we needed systems and things in place. But 
I really, there was a moment that we, we really grew too fast and it got to the point to where we were growing so fast that anyone and every, like we needed, we needed help and anyone and everyone that wanted a job or wanted to, um, wanted work. I like you walked in the door. If you could walk, you were getting a job. Yeah. And what I found out was that how important it is to find people that fit the, the mission and the culture behind your company. And so what, what actually happened was we were growing super fast. Anybody that I could find to work, we were getting to work. And sales were still happening, but everything else was kind of crumbling. And it was crumbling from the foundation. And, you know, I was trying to, to hold it all together, you know, just kind of keep rocking on thinking that eventually things would, would, would take a turn. And we really wasn't we really wasn't at this time built on a solid foundation because we had spent so much time focusing on growth that we didn't we didn't really prioritize culture and we didn't prioritize people being a part of the mission, and it worked until it didn't. Um, there was, you know, a couple month period where one of the major social platforms made a huge change. They you know, to put it in its sim- most simplistic terms, we were we were running social media ads, and the great thing about social media ads is that you can be hyper targeted towards your towards your audience, the people that you know your your avatar that that you're wanting to reach. You can laser focus your advertisements to them, and one of the social media platforms like completely took away all of the interest that we were were using to reach customers, and so we were no longer able like to pinpoint our ads. And so our costs like drastically went, went through the roof. Like it was, it was crazy. Um, like double and triple what we were paying to get new customers, like kind of pretty much overnight. And when you mix that with not having a solid foundation of, you know, culture, and that's when everything kind of just began to, to crumble. So we had between 40 and 55 employees at this time. And I kind of held on for as long long as I possibly could. I did everything in my power to try to keep things moving forward, but everything was crumbling. Um, I was going home, I would work throughout the day and go home and stress to the point of nosebleeds, um, trying to figure out just how to meet payroll because I we had spent so much time growing and I had spent, you know, a lot of these people, you know, were either family, friends, or people that I've gotten close with, and behind closed doors, I was stressing trying to figure out how we were going to keep the company afloat. we just grown too fast, didn't have a good foundation. And so it came to the point of after a couple months that I had to make the decision of doing a, a layoff and completely, I'm going to say starting over. Um, we went from, you know, the 45 to 55 employee range down back down to, I think, 12 to 15 um, in, in one, one single day. And that was like the lowest moment ever because I had, I felt like the, everyone, everyone trusted me. I was not only at this point, I was not only responsible for my family, but I had 45 to 50 other families that were counting on me. And even though I know, I, I knew that I did everything that I could, it was, it still felt like I was a failure because I was having to tell these people like, hey, like we've, we've got to do a layoff because if I don't, we're not going to be able to meet, we're not going to be able to pay you. And 
so that was really like a really low moment of, you know, seeing like how much we had grown and then immediately going back down to 10 to 15. Um, but just to like tie all this together, it was, it was a huge blessing in disguise because we were able to go back. And once we got down to 10 to 15 people, we really got to a point of starting over and we were able to build it back the right way. Um, you know, in the beginning, it's all about sales and all about marketing and getting orders. And then now our, our company is, is more at a steady growth and it's more, uh, it's more on a solid foundation because we took the time to, you know, to implement systems and processes and really find people that fit what we're about in, in our culture. And I think us three can speak to how important like company morale is and mm -hmm. just having those people that are like-minded and have the same mission and goal. Um, so that's, that's something we can speak to that we, we agree with. So we, mm -hmm. we, we enjoy that. Um, so last question for you. All right. Um, what would you say to someone who's just starting out or wanting to grow in their e-commerce business? Yeah, I think the main thing is keeping everything simple. You, you know, if there's, there's not a, there's an influx of information and, and people are telling you and you read 10,000 different ways to, to do something. And, and this person over here has a complicated method and this other person has a complicated method. And at the end of the day, what it does is the more complicated content that you consume, your brain ends up being so confused. And, and I, I kind of say my brain turns into scrambled eggs. Um, and I, so I, you know, when you really look at the, the core principles of e-commerce, that is what we need, need to focus on. And those principles are acquiring new customers, getting those customers to spend more money with our store and keeping those customers happy and coming back. And if we can do those three things, that's where we're going to find success. And what I've learned is that everything you can make business as complicated as you want to. There's, there's a million different metrics and spreadsheets and, and topics that you can look at and you can talk about, but it really all boils back down to those three things. And if you can keep those three things at the most simplis simplistic form, you can have a lot of success. Yeah, there's going to be a time, time point or a period where you get to, the, get to a stage where you, know, you have to start looking at all the com complex and complicated methods, but if you're... If, like you can go from zero to nine figures with just the basics. Mm -hmm. And I think for me, it's, it's worse. I'm still in that, that stage of, I can take, still continue to take my company and, and companies that I work with to the next level by working on the basics. Yeah. That's good. Well, I think I, one thing that I, what we admire about Trent is that as scary as it is, he's not afraid to dive in head first to new stuff and try new things and, I think that that's a, that's another part of starting an e-commerce and keeping it keeping it simple, but also not being afraid to try new things. So, um, very much enjoyed it. Thank you for answering all of mm -hmm. all of my pending questions. Awesome. Well, cool. Well, on the next episode, so we've we've went through the journey of kind of zero to nine figures and how we've gotten there, and um, we've answered a, I've answered a couple questions about the highest and lowest moments. In the next episode, what we're going to do is I've actually built a, a, a software called Cart Hero, and it makes building um, sales funnels and building your recurring revenue super easy. We've built this software, and in the next episode, we're going to talk about how that can help your business. We'll see you guys on the next episode.